Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Well, hey everyone, welcome back. Boy, it feels good to be back at creating new episodes for you guys and I definitely feel a lot more grounded and settled after a week of jet lag since being back from Australia. Now, today I wanted to talk about some very important shifts in energy that is actually happening right now. And I wanted to share this information with you all today because these shifts are quite monumental for humanity. So with this information, you can get a better idea of how to notice what themes are coming up for you right now and how best to navigate the shifts that these energies are helping to facilitate for you in your lives, as well as for all of us collectively. And now just a heads up, I'm going to share some of my thoughts about these energies that may be triggering for some of you. So if you find yourself feeling triggered or uncomfortable in any slight way, then use that opportunity to become aware of what limiting belief or fear is just simply asking to be noticed. Remember that that is what doing the work is. It's just to become aware of your fears and limiting beliefs. And this helps to deactivate the amount of power that it holds within your energetic body or energetic field. And then from there, once they are made conscious to you, you can actively choose to either continue to take actions or get stuck in the thoughts and feelings that come from this fear. Or with being conscious of these knowings, you also have the option to choose to move past the fears after acknowledging them and choose to let the fears go. And therefore, instead, to sit in that place of neutrality and then you realize you have the choice then to instead to decide to choose from your heart or from your authentic self, from what you truly want deep down, your higher self or also your inner knowings. Okay, so this week we actually had a couple of major shifts happen. We had Mars finally come out of Gemini recently and move into Cancer. We had Saturn that moved into Pisces, and finally we had Pluto move into Aquarius. So I'm going to explain these energies and what themes they activate for us collectively, but for an idea of how it might affect you on an individual uh, level based off of your sun or rising sign, then you can actually click on the links that I have provided for you in the show notes, as it's going to be really different for everyone. So first off, let's talk about Saturn moving out of Aquarius and into Pisces. Now, Saturn in Aquarius was actually one of the major energies that came in in 2020, where we were suddenly confronted not only with with a world crisis that was COVID, but with Aquarius's themes of humanity, connection and disconnection, as well as themes around technology. Now, as I'm half Aquarius, half Pisces, I was born on the cusp, the literal cusp. (laughs) It really shook up my world. 
And so I'm pretty excited to see Saturn move into Pisces, but I'm also slightly apprehensive about it since, you know, I'm also a Pisces. So these energies, again, will affect me in a more deeper way since Pisces is strong in my chart. And I'm just hoping it won't be as in, as in intense as it was when Saturn was in the Aquarius because, oh my God, it was a lot. And I'm exhausted from all of its lessons. If any of you Aquarians are out there or Aquarius risings are out there or any of you that have Aquarius in your chart, then a lot of it in your chart, then you know exactly what I mean. So yeah, basically Saturn asks us to learn its lessons, to honor time, commitment and the impact of our choices, to build and construct in accordance to our authentic or higher self, and basically just to hold yourself up to a higher standard. So with Saturn in Aquarius, we learnt to grow through the energies or the themes of Aquarius, to take our social bonds seriously, to strengthen our friendship and community, or to work and build new ones to become more aware of humanity and how we're all connected. And we were also asked to look at the themes of, you know, social inequality and social injustice. And yeah, just basically to think of the common good and to innovate and basically just see things in a different way. So with Saturn moving into Pisces, the themes that we will be visiting over the next few years are themes around searching for meaning cultivating our spirituality and actively implementing our spiritual lessons or our intuition or our spiritual wisdom, as well as learning to let go. But for me, I also intuitively feel like we will be asked to master our feelings over thinking. And already this theme has been something that I have been actively embodying and sharing with others, you know, as intuitive advice. Now, this is because Pisces is a water sign which speaks to emotions. So collectively, we will be asked to tune into our feelings more. We'll be asked to break down our feelings to reveal what is at the core or the root. We will be asked to become aware of how we feel whilst we're interacting with others, how we feel when we're doing certain activities or in our careers or in our day-to-day life. In today's society, you know, we're so used to using our mind, our logic and our reason. We're not as accustomed to using our feelings as a guidance tool or even our intuition or our gut feelings. So we will be asked to try out making decisions or taking actions from our feelings or our intuition as opposed to our logic and reasoning of the mind. We will be asked to become aware of what certain people make us feel when we spend time with them. We'll be asked to become aware of what certain jobs or activities make us feel, you know, how they make us feel. Do we overall feel good inside in what we're doing or do we feel uncomfortable or not as happy? You know, our feelings are an excellent navigation tool that help to direct us away from putting our energy into people or things that no longer serve us or that don't serve the life that you're trying to manifest or create. They're an excellent navigation tool that helps to guide us to 
people, things and places that do align with us, that make us feel safe or stable or good or empowered or loved or accepted, you know, just all of those higher vibrational feelings. But remember, in order to create or manifest these people, things, places, jobs or situations, we must first do the work and embody and feel these emotions and this sense of higher vibrational feelings within us first. Everything starts from within first. Now, Pisces also rules over the non-physical world, such as dreams and inspiration, intuition, illusions and delusions. So we will be shown where it is that we need more integration of these energies and areas in our individual lives as well as collectively. So lucky you have 114 episodes on this podcast to help guide you through doing the work because this Piscean energy and Saturn in Pisces will ask us to do the work. We won't be able to avoid it. We won't be able to run away from it. And you have so many different tools and advice in each episode that I have shared with you to help you to navigate this time we're in. Now, next, I want to talk to you about Pluto in Aquarius, where it will actually spend the next 20 years, and it will slowly dip in and out of Aquarius and Capricorn over the next year or so until it stations in Aquarius until about 2044. Now, this one is very interesting, and honestly, it's going to be hard to kind of pinpoint what we might expect to see since no one alive has actually ever experienced it since its last time in the sign of Aquarius, which was actually in the 1780s and the 1790s. And, you know, we have to remember that the world and the level of consciousness of humanity was so very different back then. So we can't even refer back to the past to, you know, what we might expect to see or how it might be because, you know, the world was just a very different place then. But Pluto is an evolutionary force that gets us to shift our consciousness by showing us our shadows. So the shadows that have been blocking the light, both personally and collectively. And it's through this shadow work that we shift the consciousness of ourselves as well as humanity. So it's going to be very interesting to see how our relationship with society will shift over the coming years. Or even how technology will drive many of the changes, revealing both the light and dark side of humanity. You know, I think of the rise of AI, and even in November, some pivotal AI technology was made accessible to the public, programs like ChatGPT or MidJourney. These programs have already swept the internet and have prompted many to explore these themes of consciousness and technology. You know, could consciousness be generated through machines and technology? Or is it something that is manifested through humans, through us? So already we are starting to see these themes being brought up in our day-to-day lives. So Pluto begins a collective shift to transform and reform the systems, networks and ideas that shape our world. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves 
just as much as we work on the technology that we crave, artificial intelligence, and the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because that's how we see ourselves? Are we are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? It will also pick up on themes as well as lessons from Saturn's time in Aquarius during 2020 and 2023. Now, something that I do want to note about this shift in an era is the themes around what happened last time Pluto shifted signs, which was in 2008 when Pluto went into Capricorn. So remember that Pluto will show us the shadow or what is unconscious to us with the energy that it's in the sign of. So, you know, this is basically so that we can bring this shadow into the light and so we can become aware of it so that it can transform. Because remember, we cannot transform an energy or anything in our lives completely unless we become aware of what is motivating it or what shadow is at the core of it. And this can be triggering or bring about a tower moment, you know, a breakdown in order to break through. Now, in 2008, we know that we had the Great Recession and the biggest collapse, bank collapse in modern history. We were made aware of a broken monetary system, broken policy system, and themes around stability and security and power were really brought into the light and shown, we were showing there was a complete inequality and imbalance in society around these themes. It also asked for material and structural transformation. But what's interesting to note is that this week, we actually had the second largest bank collapse or banking collapse in history happen in the U.S., where three medium-sized banks went under, which triggered a liquidity crisis in the European banks as well. Now, as you guys know, I've been diving deeper into the underbelly of our economic and monetary systems after having the intuitive heads up about this from my guides in 2020. Now, for more information and more details on this, then you can actually tune into an episode I created last year. What is it? Episode 74, The Truth Behind Our Current Monetary System, How You Can Prepare for the Big Upcoming Economic Changes. But basically, in very simple terms, our monetary system, which is a debt-backed system, it actually died in 2008. The markets have just been basically propped up and kind of given just a band-aid solution that doesn't fix the broken monetary system, that only just kicks the can further on down the road. Now, it's of my own personal opinion that we are at the end of that road. And in the next upcoming two, three, four years, we will be seeing some very interesting developments and changes in the monetary and banking systems. Now, this actually connects to Saturn in Aquarius, which happened in 2020, 2023, when the monetary system nearly collapsed yet again. So, yep, in late 2019, there were some serious issues in the markets. 
But lo and behold, only a couple of months later, we had a virus that swept the globe and the World Banks were able to create even more money as a Band-Aid solution that helped to prop up the markets temporarily and basically saved a total economic collapse in an already broken monetary system. However, as many economists have predicted, and as many of us now are living and experiencing, there are consequences of all of that money creation, all of that quantitative easing. And one of them is inflation. So inflated food prices, inflated house prices, inflated goods and services prices, inflated energy prices. Basically, we're not just in a recession. We are in a liquidity crisis a banking and monetary system breakdown in this current debt-backed monetary system that we currently operate in and in which has been broken for a long time. So in basic terms, what's going on right now is basically a global dollar shortage that is threatening to collapse the entire global banking system. So with Pluto moving into Aquarius, I wouldn't be surprised to see these energies prompting an evolution of our banking and monetary system. Now, it's of my opinion that this old and outdated monetary system that we're currently in does need an overhaul. We need a new monetary system. (laughs) And as many of you may already be aware, you know, some of you may not, there is actually already a new monetary system that has been created and is currently being tested throughout many countries. So it's called the Central Bank Digital Currency or Central Bank Digital Dollar, also known as a CBDC. Biden announced its creation last year, as well as Trudeau. I mean, to be honest, in Canada, I know that this CBDC has actually been in the works, the creation works since 2017, but Trudeau publicly announced its creation last year. But of course, many were too distracted by the noise of COVID and the vaccine and mandates talks that, you know, it really wasn't a focus in the mainstream media, even though it was actually released in the mainstream media. So many countries have been testing this monetary system for years now, China, Mexico, Australia, Canada. Now, for all you Canadians, I've actually linked a page from the Bank of Canada's website on CBDCs for you so that you can see that this is not just a rumor or gossip on the internet. This is an actual new system that has been created and is being tested. So yeah, I think it's a good thing that there is going to be an entirely new monetary system that will be introduced as our current one is failing. (laughs) It's just up to us, the people, to use our power and our voices to make sure that this new system brings more fairness and equality and stability than the last. Now, as to when this new system will be introduced, who knows? I am not an economist (laughs) and I don't even think that the central banks or governments around the world know for sure when it will be implemented either. A lot of this change will depend on how our economy and the markets go over the next few years and then of course as well as how the world banks and governments respond. All I know is that I've made sure to educate myself and become aware of where I am storing my physical wealth, what I'm investing in 
making sure I'm not overextending myself with high interest loans or not borrowing more than I can afford or not getting sucked into the fear of missing out. So basically in simple terms to simply just become aware of what I am buying or investing in based off of my emotions. As decisions we make out of fear only continues to perpetuate those lower vibrational energies in our energetic fields and in which in return only will then continue to manifest out into our reality. There are also other ways in which you can prepare and protect yourself for these upcoming changes in our monetary system. So again, I've provided you all a bunch of links and resources if you choose to dive deeper into this topic. So now that Pluto is in Aquarius, this is just one way that I see these energies asking us to begin a collective shift to transform and reform the systems, the networks, and ideas that not only shape our monetary system, but that also shape our entire world. And now finally, it's also time for Mars to finally leave Gemini. A sign that it's been in since August last year, which is typically unusual because Mars usually only spends time in a sign for about six weeks and, you know, not six to eight months. So Mars is the planet of action, drive and motivation. So Mars turned retrograde on October 30 last year and began a two month process of prompting us all to reevaluate our relationship with how we take action, our desires our hidden motivations and unconscious choices. So have a think back to those energies over the last few months and have a think about what you learnt in those areas. Now, as of March 25th, Mars steps into Cancer, giving us all that push of, you know, much needed forward movement, just playing off of those recent Aries new moon and the spring energy. So it's a time of rebirth and renewal. Cancer is a little bit of an uncomfortable place for Mars, you know, which needs to learn to direct its energy through its emotions. So for some of us, the next few weeks may be emotional. For others, it's a time to kind of rally our passions and what we want, our desires, and rally it towards the things that feed our heart and soul, that come from our higher, most authentic selves, And not to mention that home and family will probably also demand our attention too. So again, we will be looking at the themes of emotions and feelings and learning to allow them and to pay attention to them. And so I highly recommend making that a part of your daily focus or meditation. Just noting the subtleties of how you feel in each day, in each moment around certain people or meeting new people or the certain activities you do or the jobs that you're working. Becoming aware of how we feel helps us to know what it is that we want more of and what we want less of. This is why it's important to have a new perspective about our emotions. You know, our emotions aren't something to be scared of or to run away from or to avoid you know, especially if they're lower vibrational emotions. They're really the perfect navigation tool and something that we need to learn to embrace. They literally give us the answers or show us what it is we want in life and what it is that we don't want. And by feeling them and acknowledging them, we're helping to discharge the energy that they hold 
because if we don't, they can get stuck or become stagnant within our energetic bodies. So we want to feel them. We want to acknowledge them. We want to experience them. We want them to flow through us. Energy in motion, emotion. They're meant to move through us. So just remind yourself of this every day if you can in the next little while because the more we practice this and the more we realize they're an amazing tool or gift to us, the more we can really master being a conscious creator of our reality. Okay, well, I hope that today's episode helped you to get an idea of the monumental shifts that we are in. You know, the astrology is pretty interesting over the next few years. (laughs) You know, we've had a lot of intense astrology, I know, the last few years, but I mean, we're midway. We've got another two, three years of this intense astrology and we can use this knowledge to help to deepen our consciousness journey and spiritual evolution as well as help to facilitate us and support us in creating whatever we want to create in our lives. And please remember too that astrology is only half of the story. You are the other half. No one, no thing, no energy ever has power or control over you. You are co-creating with the energies. So astrology simply just tells us what time it is. You know, what time it is for what energies and the learning that comes from it or the lessons that come from it. Don't forget that you can sign up for my weekly newsletter on my website or join my Instagram at my everyday alchemy. All of those links are also in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. You know what, you guys, I think Saturn's name is the best in our solar system. It really has a nice ring to it.